You are now listening to episode 15 of the Focus and Bloom podcast. What key factors are you working on that you feel will make that impact you're looking for in your life? Today's special interview will show you how you might be missing the mark. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Hola, everyone. I'm Josenia, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist and now podcaster. If this is the first time you're here, let me tell you what we're all about. The Focus and Bloom podcast is a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, I share actionable tips and tactics to help you grow and uplevel your business. Joining us today is Ana Quintana Bird. She is the Associate Minister at Unity Church of the Triangle. She served in this position for eight years now, but this is in reality her second career. Starting her position at Unity marked the beginning of the second part of her life. Previously, when she was 21, she joined her family business and within two years, she overnight became the general manager of a distribution business that at the time was 27 years old and was one of the most prestigious family businesses in the island of Puerto Rico. This business generated millions of dollars in revenue from the distribution of well-known brand names in electronics like Casio Conier, among others in Puerto Rico and great part of the Caribbean islands. Without hardly any experience, but with a degree in economics from an American university and lots of desire and willingness, Anna was able to triple the size of this business and expand its scope at every level. Vendors, customers, personnel, and of course, market share. What made Anna survive and thrive in such a competitive industry can be useful information for you who might be starting on a business venture or who is going through intense growing pains or facing the impact of an economic recession. This is what our dialogue will be today. And without further ado, here's Ana Quintana. Ana, welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast. Hey, thank you, Yesenia. I'd love to be here today with your audience. Thank you. Thank you for accepting the invitation. I'm really honored. Oh. <laughs> so before we dive into this podcast, tell me, how are you in like, you know, we're experiencing these uncharted territory circumstances right now. What is your new normal? I'm trying to figure that one out, as probably many people are. I'm just trying to concentrate on the positive. There's always another side of the coin and that's where I'm trying to put my attention to and just seeing the blessings of being home with my three children who would normally not be at home like you probably who's a creative soul like me just going into new projects and new possibilities that come when we get time <laughs> that sounds very very familiar <laughs> well I'm very happy to have you and I've had the blessing of knowing you for what two three years now mm -hmm. and it was such a fun serendipitous moment where we met at a wedding venue or not a wedding venue a at wedding a hotel. show yeah. wedding show right and we were neighbor vendors yes. and it was actually the day after i got engaged and well that was 
the start of a very beautiful relationship and, and just so much growth, I think, at least on my side. <laughs> and of course, needless to say, I was the one who officiated your wedding. Yes. And that was such a beautiful occasion. And I'm really blessed to know you, Yesenia. And um, I love to be part of whatever you get yourself involved with. So I'm here <laughs> showing up for you. <laughs> That is so true. Oh my gosh. You know, during this three years that I've known you, I've learned a lot about you. I've learned about your family more recently, but it's shone a, lot, a light on, on like how and why you are the way you are and how you interact with people. And it's taught me how, why, where does that drive and passion that comes that, that you express with everybody, where does that come from? So I figured, let me just bring you to my podcast and have you share a little bit of your story with our audience. So here I am. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in. Reading on your bio made me realize how successful you were in your former career. Would you say you were a complete success story? Well, in the traditional way, I would say no. And maybe in a deeper sense of the of the word, I would say yes. So I would explain to you why not in the traditional way. It was not only all the time beautiful and positive, not only because of the ups and downs that any business will be about. I did start other complementary business, let's say to the main one that I ran for 23 years, which was a like a graphic art business at the time where the, all of this desktop publishing technology was coming. It's like back in the uh, 90s. I started with some friends of mine, and initially we, we really had a major innovation that just blew our, our business up revenue overnight almost. But as time went on, many other came into the business arena and we were not capable of readily responding to that competition. And we ultimately had to close the business down and file for bankruptcy. This was harsh on me because it had been such an amazing innovation and and, uh, and business and then to see that we were not able to keep up with the market was really hurtful. But when I mentioned that in a deeper sense, I consider myself to have been successful. What I mean by that is that if you are able to keep progressing, you have to consider yourself to be a successful person. I recently heard somebody said that success is not necessarily perfection, but progress. And I would say that I really am a fighter and I kept doing the best I could. And with the ups and downs, we managed to grow this business and make some significant headway in the area of the industry we were at. So what do you feel were key success factors in those years? So I would just tell you a few. And the very first one that I give most emphasis to is that my personal mission and the mission of the business was in alignment. I really feel that whoever is running a business or managing or owning a business, you, you need to make sure that whatever you're creating there, it means something to you internally. You're not like if you're, let's say, against 
cigarette smoking and then you know, create a business to sell cigarettes that's not being in alignment. So that was the first thing that I felt that being in that business had a higher purpose than simply making money. I had other intentions behind the whole presence and involvement of that business. I was big into challenging myself to see if I could be part of of a business that could be a win-win for all stakeholders. And I would say proudly that that was one of my most significant goals. How can I run this business and all the decision-making in such a way that personnel, customers, vendors, shareholders all win, which brings us to that concept of conscious capitalism that says that success is the result of bringing value to all stakeholders. So I try to do it that way, the way I would treat my personnel, the way my guidelines as to which people to hire to to make sure that their values were in alignment with my personal values to, especially over the last few years, I put a lot of emphasis in making sure that I would get people with a high human caliber, you know, that good people with good feelings, good work ethic. Also, I would say, Yesenia, that as you know, I'm a minister of uh, unity minister, and we are essentially mostly spiritual, not, not that much religious. So spirituality has always been key in my life. And I would say that a key success factor in my career beyond being in alignment with personal mission and doing, trying to run this business as consciously as possible was that God was the center of, of my life and my business. And I can truly say today that there were so many times that my education, my connections, my talent and skills, or even experience was not as crucial or critical as that other aspect of myself, knowing that somehow I was being protected or guided along the way. There were there are times in, in, in your business life where you just don't know how to do it or where to go, or you might be in the midst of a crisis. And somehow by maybe having a meditation practice or spiritual practice, a perfect divine idea comes to mind and that might be the perfect solution to a problem that otherwise you couldn't solve. So that's essentially what after years of running this business, I came to the conclusion that the key to your success does not necessarily has to do in how smart you are. I love that you mentioned there has to be a mission and a purpose behind doing the business and, right. and that everything needs to be in alignment because it's all about energy. Right. And, you know, it's like when you when you work a job that you don't like, you don't put all of that effort and that energy and all of that potential that you that is inside right. of you. Mm-hmm. It's just you're just gonna clock in, do your job and clock mm-hmm. out and done. So there no is, passion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be boring and like lifeless. And you know, part of my purpose behind creating this podcast is like, you know, not just sharing actionable tips and that will help you grow the business, but 
sharing tips and inspiration that will help you find that purpose that each and one of us has for whatever mission we have. So because there is a reason why we want to do a business, why we want to do something. There's there's something that's underneath it that is driving it. And we might not know it, but there is something. We definitely need to follow our joy. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. it's uh, one of my, not my resolution, because I don't like to do a, a year res- resolution, but like my intention for the year is to find to do things with a purpose. So yes. and very be very intentional in what I'm doing. It's not just like, okay, I'm gonna do this because I can. Like, no. I wanna take a step back and then analyze, okay, why do I want to do this? Am I going to grow with this? Or is there any what benefit am I going to get by doing XYZ thing? So Exactly. So you spent many years building your family's like bringing this your family's business back to a wonderful state from where it was what did failures teach you during that experience well i like to quote marianne williamson who says that a failure is only a failure when you are not willing to learn from it isn't that awesome yeah so i would say humbly that i tried to learn from those times where things didn't turn out the way that i was expecting or aspiring they would Failures really teach you, teach you about yourself, teach you about life, teach you about the business and give you something really precious, which is experience. I remember hearing my dad saying, you know, he's a self-made man who came from nothing and built his businesses. And there were so many times that he would tell me that the most precious asset an entrepreneur has is the experience. And whenever you look around into successful stories or people who have really created amazing, extraordinary businesses, there's a lot of failing stories behind this. So we should not reject them or let ourselves be turned down by them. It's just part of the journey. I recently heard a quote by Winston Churchill that says that success is going from one failure to the other without losing motivation. I love that. Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. So that's it. Just embrace it and learn from it and move forward. I think that's a, a big life lesson because we're not perfect. None of us are, but yeah. you know, we're gonna make mistakes and the wise part is learning from that and, and analyzing, realizing that that was a, a opportunity for growth. And opportunity to revisit what we did that we feel didn't work out the way we originally wanted to so that we can then readjust and keep on working on whatever, on that goal, on that purpose, on on whatever it is. And being able to get back up builds a certain sense of endurance that it will be precious going forward. It's going to make you more resilient, stronger, wiser. And this is key in maintaining yourself alive in a business atmosphere. Yes. And it's like that saying where it says, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Exactly. You go easy. You don't go sprinting. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you're going to burn out really quick if, oh, you, don't, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have a long-term vision. Exactly. Yeah. So you might be asking yourself, like, why did I sign up for this? Like, 10 miles yeah. down <laughs> but that's really how 
it yeah. is. Running a business is like running a marathon. Yes. Easy, yes. slowly, but steady. <laughs> like Napoleon would say, dress me slowly that I'm in a hurry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My mom used to tell me that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Anna, if you were a successful businesswoman with a promising future ahead, why did you switch careers? Because my heart wasn't there fully. When I joined the, this family business, I knew from day one that my ultimate destination was the spiritual path. But inner guidance told me that I needed to have that experience. I could understand in, internally that learning about how to operate a business could be something really precious in a future spiritual endeavor. And that's why, even though I knew that my ultimate destination was not going to be running a distribution business in consumer electronics, it really gave me what I have today as a platform on which to build other projects or initiatives that definitely need some business background in order for them to take off. So. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. For sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what takeaways from your business years you find that are still useful in your second life, in your career, your current career as a unity minister? Oh, gosh, Yesenia, so many. I would say that giving your best always and becoming indispensable because of the value that you bring to an organization, it's something that I I just know that it, uh, it has to be part of, of your career or your business or, or being a, a minister at a church. Treating others how you want it to be treated, putting, like I was talking earlier, putting God first and honoring spiritual laws. It's like you just go on the right direction when you're in alignment with spiritual laws about serving others, about giving to others. I'm thinking of the Course in Miracles that says, give it all so you can have it all. And that works doesn't matter where. One of my dad's favorite lines from Napoleon Hill from Think and Grow Rich, it's like every adversity has the seed of a greater benefit. And of course, even in a church, you're going to find adversity. It's just part of life. But then when you have already trained yourself and it's part of my belief system into knowing that there's always blessings in disguise, if we open up and we allow and we not, not resist it, then we're going to be okay. So it's almost like I built certain muscles that are already strong And with that strength, I can move forward in, into what my calling is. I think that's very appropriate, especially now, like in this present time where this whole coronavirus is affecting all of us in many ways. And in, in, in a way, this is like the beginning of a new chapter and, and something yes. new in, in all of our lives and in many aspects. I mean, I'm already seeing and being, I'm so amazed at how people are trying to finding ways to stay connected, to cheer each other up. Like, for instance, people singing in the balconies in Italy. Like, yeah, 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 if, I know. If this would have hap not have happened, would you see that 
necessarily or like I've seen videos of New York City uh, at seven o'clock where they're just applauding and, and just like applauding the first responders yeah. like would you see that in a normal day to day before right it's like um, I was reading on on Father Richard Rohr saying how could we otherwise have accomplished this global solidarity yes. you know I agree I agree still might be tough for people who are business owners people who've lost their jobs. But again, if we just stand on the idea that we will never go through anything in life that is not working for something higher, for a higher good, once we know that we can just stay present, stay open. I was here the other day, I don't know if Yesenia, you're aware, but a lot of the innovation uh, on like the Uber, the Airbnb, I think um, WhatsApp, this, all this technology came about the crisis of 2008. So this might be a time of innovation, of reinventing yourself. It might be a time to acknowledge the areas that really need attention. So stay open and faithful and do your best. I think that's beautifully said because my next question to you was like, what is your advice to those facing hardship in business at this time? Yeah, I just said it, but maybe I can, let's see what else. I had asked that myself that question because for so many years I was heading this business and I said, wow, if I would be in that position today, what would I do? And And it's interesting that I'm asking myself that question today where I have so much more perspective on life. And my first reaction was, well, like anything that we might not like, it's just being willing to letting it be, accepting, full acceptance, not resistance. You know how much energy goes into resisting something? So let's, let's not make this situation even harder. Let's just say, okay, it is what it is, and I'm going to just trust, and I'm just going to do the best I can and be open to opportunities because there they are opportunities out there. And it's always, and this is where I bring my, my ministerial aspect, everything in life is teaching us more about ourselves and about our connection to the divine. Because at the end of the day, we will not be able to take our bodies or our possessions or our family members to the cemetery with us, right? It will only survive that aspect of ourselves beyond all of that. And in times like this is where we can truly expand to new levels of awareness that otherwise will really be close to us. So keep the faith. Trust and remember this too shall pass. I agree. That's beautiful, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun fact here. You said my name and, and we have an internal yes, joke yes. where Anna rarely calls me by my name. She actually oh, calls yes. me by my last name, Boca Negra. And every time she calls me by my name, I'm like, oh, yeah. did I do something wrong? <laughs> I just love your last name. And I made this, uh, my decision that I was not going to call your first name. 
<laughs> and now everybody's like, they, they call you Jess or Jessenia, but when they hear me, they end up calling you Bocanegra too. Yes. So anyways. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Anna, before we wrap up our talk for today, I want to do a lightning round. And this is where I'll ask you a few short questions. Okay. Non-podcast, non-business, nothing related, just for fun. Okay. Let's <laughs> have some need, fun. Yes. And all you need to do is answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. You ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. What is your favorite word? Love. What are you not very good at? Organizing. Really? I would say you're very organized. <laughs> If you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? A dessert. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Train at night. Oh. What? I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll mm -hmm. let you answer. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Producer. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would love to fly. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> And finally, where can our listeners connect with you online? Well, they can visit my page, revanaquintana.org, or I mean, all over social media, Facebook, Revana, like Rev, R-E-V-A-N-A, -A, Quintana, Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-A. It's um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on SoundCloud, and uh, YouTube. Wonderful. Well, Ana, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Boca Negra. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to share your insights, your knowledge, and your inspiring story with all of us. Thank It's you. my thank pleasure. You. God bless. Thank you, Ana. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusemblemstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.